I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm Evan Brown. School is back in session in the nation's largest school system, New York City. And that will apparently include thousands of migrant children from asylum-seeking families. So many, the mayor fears the city can't handle it. You know, when you see infighting like this, it does indicate just how bad things have gotten. You talk about the finance being a business reporter. You know, the mayor's office has said this crisis will cost New York City $12 trillion over three years. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. It's the first day of school in New York City, where the nation's largest school district, once vaulted as a paragon of public education, continues to struggle with underperformance, crowded schools, and teacher union troubles. But this term, the schools are expecting to accommodate as many as 30,000 migrant children from families availing themselves of lax border policy and the city's sanctuary status, something Mayor Eric Adams claims the city can't continue to afford and that neither New York state government nor the federal government is helping. Ever in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to? I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. New York isn't the only city facing a crisis of migrant overrun involving schools, housing and health care. Today is the first day of school, which is for New York City families an exciting time. But this school year, definitely getting off to a rocky start. Madison Allworth from the Fox Business Network is covering the first day of school for migrant children in New York City. She joins us from the borough of Staten Island. Because the migrant crisis has come to the school space. Um, You know, since last spring, over 100,000 migrants have passed through New York City. Many of those living here in New York. And now with the school year upon us, many of their children enrolled in an already very crowded New York City school system. One of the biggest challenges for New York City schools today was knowing just how many migrants would actually show up for day one. That's an overwhelming um, you know, concern. And we did see it playing out across the city. There were certain areas, particularly those close to shelters, where there were lines out the door to get in to the schools. Um, Where I am in Staten Island, everything was orderly, but there are real concerns about just knowing how many extra students will be in each of these classrooms or each of these schools. And and that that I think is the perhaps some of the most concerning things is that they just don't know what they don't know yet. They don't know how many kids will need to be taken care of. There have been perhaps a fraction of them registered Uh, for school, but more might even show up. So what is the school district? Now, this happens to be the largest school district in the country, um, but it still has an overcrowding problem, even without the migrants. It still has a a, a teacher shortage like everywhere else in the country, uh, or at least some teacher shortages anyway. What are they thinking that they can do at least these first few weeks to try to get this somewhat alleviated? Well, the Department of Education here is pretty much telling teachers yeah, figure it out. Um, We have confirmation. This letter went out to schools across New York City. It was titled Guidance on Project Open Arms. And in this letter, the Department of Education makes it clear to schools, you have to accept any student that comes to your doors, no turning anyone away. 
And also, by the way, we can't tell you how many will be showing up because New York City does not track immigration status. So we are not sure exactly how many new students you will have within that category. Um, and also, if there is a student that does not speak English as a native language, it is on you to figure out a uh, language resource for them. So Department of Education really putting it on individual schools and teachers and saying kind of good luck. Uh, and then when it comes to the schools itself, you know, preparing for day one is is something they do for the weeks leading up to the school year. And I think even if they didn't have exact numbers from the Department of Education or from the city as to how many students to expect, many of these schools knew it was a, was a possibility that be, they'd be getting some. But the reality is some teachers found out just today on the very first day of school if they would be having migrant students or not. Uh, I have a councilman in Queens that I stay in connection with. And she told us that in Bayside, she had a middle school that was told today they'd have three migrant students, an elementary school just down the way, 45 migrant students. And that's news that they're learning on the first day of school. Assuming that, that these are migrants coming from parts of Central and South America, and they've uh, as they have all been in the news, um, not every teacher and not every school is going to have uh, staff who can speak Spanish to try to accommodate these children. You, you mentioned English as second language teachers, but th that's a big problem. I mean, school isn't supposed to be warehousing kids and not engaging with them. It's supposed to be school. It's supposed to be education. Uh, and so how do they deal with that? I mean, at some point, I guess part of this is trying to figure out, okay, where are these kids going to be and moving the staff around? But that also has to be a key problem here. Oh, absolutely. And to be honest, Spanish is the least of their worries. Um, a lot of these students are crossing from the southern border, but many of them do not originate from South America. We're seeing in New York a, a number of migrants that are from South America. Yes, Venezuela, Ecuador and the like. Uh, but then you also see a ton of migrants from South Africa. You also see migrants from Asia, from Russia. So we are talking about potentially dozens of languages in the school for these young students. So, you know, if you have just Spanish, you're, you're potentially in this situation, one of the lucky ones, because there are so many different languages that are being spoken by um, these migrants because they truly are coming from all over the world. They just happen to cross most of them at the southern border and claim asylum once they cross into the U.S. As a parent myself, I mean, I know that the, the beginning of school years are often um, time taken to sort of assess where the individual children are at academically. Uh, has there been any talk from either individual teachers or teachers unions or or school boards um, about trying to figure out where these children are academically? Because someone going into the fifth grade who, if they've been a, a, a migrant, uh, they, they may not have been in school for quite some time, if at ever before. And so a lot of the skills may be missing, not just necessarily a language barrier, but but skills that one needs academically. That's that's part of school. Absolutely. I mean, the beauty of school and of education in the U.S. is that we really do try to meet kids where they are. And the hope is obviously to get everyone up to their grade level. But of course, you know, even just because you are a certain age does not mean that you qualify for, you know, the respective grade in school, especially if you're coming from a different country where the education expectations might be different. So there is real concern around meeting education expectations, not only for the student that might be behind or, you know, let's say even ahead, but of course, obviously, for the students that have been enrolled that are um, legal residents of New York and making sure that they are still being uh, challenged and not being forgotten in the classroom as well. 
uh, especially when there are so many other needs swirling around them. New York City's Mayor Eric Adams, we played a sound clip of him earlier in our program about uh, basically the, the city of New York being in some dire straits due to its sanctuary status, something that it embraced rather proudly in the midst of the migrant crisis. But certainly they're feeling a, 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 uh, a crimp on resources. Let's talk about what uh, the mayor has said with regard to the opening of schools and, and this kind of ongoing battle he's he's having uh, with the state of New York as well as the federal government. And I think perhaps it might be culturally or politically interesting to note that everyone involved here is a Democratic administration from from the mayor's office to the to the New York state governor's office to the White House. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the speech that Mayor Adams made uh, is probably the most direct and outspoken that we've had from him on this subject. But you're absolutely correct. He, for some time now, has been calling out all levels of government uh, tied to this issue to say that not enough is being done. And of, of course, as you mentioned, all those levels of government happen to be within the same party that he uh, is a, a part of. So you know, when you see infighting like this, it does indicate just how bad things have gotten. You talk about the finance being a business reporter. You know, the mayor's office has said this crisis will cost New York City $12 trillion over three years. Um, even just looking at the education, if you crunch the numbers, the Department of Education puts the cost of a student going through New York City public schools today, um, this year, at $38,000. So if all 30,000 eligible students um, in the migrant care system in New York, go to school this year for the entire school year. We're talking about over $1 billion just for education, uh, not to mention healthcare, housing, food. Many of these students um, arrived at school day one with supplies because, of course, how are you going to be able to learn if you don't have a notebook or a folder or a pen, pencil? Um, so I think the, the mayor is really feeling the financial crunch and he doesn't feel like he has anywhere to turn, uh, despite the fact that all layers of government above and around him are of the same party. Yeah, in New York City should it should be noted has uh, the budget uh, that sometimes exceeds even that of large countries. But um, twelve trillion—that's a lot of money. Where did where could that even come from? Even if he could have a uh, a magic um, wishing well or something, you know, where, where where would he like that money to come from? Is probably a, a better way to ask that. Yeah, well, where he would like it to come from is from the federal government, because continuously both him and Governor Hochul of New York have said that this is a federal government issue. And that's something that other states and cities echo as well, because, of course, the border is a federal issue. Um, and, and now it's it's become clear of that two states like New York, thousands of miles from the border, that's currently dealing with a migrant crisis, even though we do not border Mexico. Um so, yeah, they would like the money to come from the federal government, and they've been very clear about that. It's not yet. And so what that means is it's coming out of other city services. So it's like, you know, not opening certain parks or reducing hours or cutting staff, uh, whatever you need to, to make that budget, because this is a problem that isn't going anywhere. And if anything, it's only getting bigger. Uh, the mayor says that we're averaging around 10,000 migrants arriving to New York City each week. Now, it is important to note that some come in and then leave, like we've had 100,000 since last spring, but not all 100,000 are still here. But if you have 10,000 coming every week, you can understand why it's a huge financial burden. 
All right, Madison Allworth from Fox Business Network in Staten Island today. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.